and welcome back to Olympic Size, the unofficial, unlicensed, and unaffiliated with the IOC True History of the Olympics. I've never been prouder to be unaffiliated with the IOC. Oh my god, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they are really uh, hitting them out of park. Um, I, I picked a few things. But anyway, welcome back. Yes, this podcast still exists, even though we haven't updated since October 2019. What is, what is existing? To right. be fair... October 2019, talking about the upcoming summer 2020 games, You're is right. not that long of a gap. <laughs> Except that the the 2020 games are happening in 2021. I'm off chance you're listening to this in the future and not when it comes out. Um, is everything cool? How are you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did things get better? <laughs> um, it, they just dr- both took a drink. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, um, I guess Japan spent enough money on the all the sign printing and stuff. They didn't want to change all the signage. So like, anyway, it's not just Japan. I'm your host Bridget Natali, and with me as ever is my co-host. I'm Sarah. I'm and, here. I'm hanging in. And our special guest, uh, recurring guest Frank Costello. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I I forgot you like recurring guest, not special guest. I think I forget that every single time. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, so the pandemic is still going, but we're all vaccinated, so we're able to be in the same room, which was part of the reason why we didn't update in so long, was because I could not figure out a way to get it to record that didn't sound like we were talking into uh, soup cans on a string. So, How did I, you know what my setup is? <laughs> I think that's like a sick like vibe for a podcast, though. Right, when two-thirds of them sound like they're talking through a soup can. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, and also, my child was home with me all the time and they are a very high energy child so whom I adore but cannot focus on anything else when they are in the room so so yeah uh, they're starting kindergarten in the fall so hopefully we will be able to update more regularly and in the meantime special episodes about the summer games I think last time we talked we were making jokes about Akira and how the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo weren't happening because of unrest and plague. And it was a lot funnier then? <laughs> in October 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. It I was hilarious. Um, it's still kind of funny. It's, it's still, still kind of funny. funny. I, you know, when you look at all the anime futures and realized you're in the Akira one, I mean, that is one of the worst ones to be in. Like, Why couldn't we be in Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> Those guys are having a great time. Well, I believe my, the entire Earth is destroyed in Dragon Ball. They're having a great time. You know, as my <laughs> child told me the other day, Mom, there are more important things to talk about than Dragon Ball Z. Wow. That's a take. It was... That's the official stance of this podcast. Sick burn. And I was like, <laughs> excuse you, what you want to talk about is your favorite Minecraft streamer, so who's the nerd now, kid? Anyway. Right, it's important to daily own your child. Right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about... I do actually have the research ready for the 1928 games. But again, our research... Our, our recording uh, opportunities were crap. So we should have that up within a reasonable amount of time after our... We have three planned special episodes. One pre, one during, one after about the summer games. I'm sure they'll give us a lot to talk about. <laughs> so. This is going to be the first time where the the anecdotes and the history and all the weird stories are just going to be happening in real time, like very front and center. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were ones happening in Pyeongchang, but I, I mean, they didn't, they weren't as at the forefront as this is. It was not obvious in the past that, oh, this would be a really good episode of this podcast 50 <laughs> years from now when the last set of games was happening. Yeah. So, um, anyway, there's a lot of news, like we said, there's a lot of news already, because despite the Olympics going back to 1896, as listeners know, because that's when our games, our uh, episode started, uh, they've never taken place during a pandemic. The last worldwide pandemic was the flu epidemic of 1918, at least on this scale. There have been others. I mean, AIDS, sort of, but that was a different kind of thing, really. Um... It wasn't, it wasn't transmissible in a way that led to a societal shutdown the way this did, or the flu did. 
Um, and the nineteen eight the the flu epidemics of like nineteen eighteen and stuff they were more or less over by nineteen twenty when the Belgian games happened. Um, that sounds nice. Yeah, it does mean they were planning against that. It was a banking on it dying out within a year or two, I suppose. Well, I don't know if you remember when we... It was a while ago when we did the 19th. They gave them, like, three months to get ready for the game. Oh, it was one of those. Yeah. Okay. Was, Belgium was like, please, we don't want it. That was the... Okay. And they were like, no, you have to. This was the boxing is illegal? No, that was Stockholm. This was the one where when they were doing the shooting events, they were also um, setting off unignited mortar rounds and battlefields less than a kilometer away so like you could hear it while they're shooting their like little rifles into the targets like the munitions being uh deployed from world war Mm one because they were trying mm -hmm. to clean up the battlefields that were that close that was the belgian games but uh they weren't really dealing with the flu on the same level at that point (laughs) so um yeah this is kind of a first the olympics uh yeah the like i said the tokyo games were supposed to be held last summer in actual 2020 but were postponed for obvious reasons and if they weren't held this summer they would be canceled that was that was the deal because 2022 uh they're going to be butting up against the world cup in Qatar, and the winter games in beijing and fifa and the ioc are not going to let the game the summer games detract from those things so um so with the Delta and Lambda variants wreaking havoc, Jap- Japan's vaccination program lagging, and Tokyo experiencing the biggest spike of COVID cases it's seen yet, why are the games still happening? I assume because the Tokyo city is not in charge of that. Wait, politics in my Olympics? <laughs> well, first and most obvious is the money issue. Tokyo last hosted the games in 1964. They were actually originally supposed to host the games in 1940. So Tokyo has a really great track record of hosting games during awful things happening. It sounds like they're one out of three now. Yeah. Which is not the worst record I've ever heard. <laughs> um, they didn't do themselves any favors going from that 50-50 split to the one in three, though. No. Um, they were able to update some of the facilities from the 1964 games, but that in and of itself is an expensive process, and the rest of it they had to build. Which is a daunting prospect in Tokyo to build large facilities. They don't have an abundance of space. Um, they've sunk a lot of money into this already. And the games themselves are almost never profitable in and of themselves. Um, I think LA is the only city that's ever made a profit off of the games because they don't need to build anything. They just redecorate. Um, yeah, your between- revenue can become profit if you didn't have to build multiple stadiums and a ski jump is that what they're using this year i don't know not in the summer games they should really fix it up (laughs) look if the summer games had been postponed six or 18 months it would have been perfect um yeah it's still one of those things that pays off in other cultural political ways you raise the um, I mean, that's the justification, right? You raise the awareness of the city itself, you show it off to the world, people are more interested in it, people come, there's like tourism dollars and investment and whatnot. Is the term soft power still in vogue for that kind of thing? I don't know that much about political science, but sh- we can use it, we know what it means. I wonder if, I think Cool Japan is technically retired. That was a long-running soft power campaign for Japanese pop culture being exported. This would be a boon for them, but... It would be a few years too late. I think they're going for a cool Japan feel. At least when they announced the games, it was very a cool Japan thing. Um, as opposed to, like, the Nagano games, which are very, like, um, refined cultural mm-hmm. spectacle. They didn't have a lot of pop culture stuff going on at Nagano, which was the last time the Olympics were in Japan. Um, the money brought in from live... Oh, okay. Uh, still, to recoup even some of the losses, they have to broadcast something. The money brought in from live spectators to the games themselves and the local economy is considerable, but the real cash is in the broadcast licenses. So, Japan, and so they're not going to have any spectators. Originally, the plan was to have limited numbers of spectators from Tokyo itself and only people from Tokyo allowed to go. But now it's no spectators. 
nobody's coming in, nobody's leaving. They're just <laughs> even Eurovision had spectators. Yeah, there's no spectators at the games at all because they've had this big COVID spike all of a sudden. They declared oh, a state of emergency. I think two weeks ago as we're recording this. I don't know exactly when that was, but yeah, it's it's they're in bad shape. They're in the worst shape they've been this pandemic. But we'll get into why in a minute. Um, and they have to broadcast something. Japan's economy has been pretty sluggish since the late '80s or so, and they cannot afford an Olympic-sized boondoggle. I mean, pretty much nobody could, but. Um, they definitely cannot. The other issue is the politics of it, and this is something I'm kind of out of my depth on because I don't understand the J- Japanese political system all that well. Um, but basically, like in a very Cliff Notes version, from what I understand, it's a lot of like you know those scenes in, in Godzilla where it's just a bunch of room, bunch of guys like talking about what they should do and then finally they come to a consensus kind of thing. I think this is the part of the podcast where we try to plug Hideaki Anno's um, Shin Godzilla movie yeah. where the bureaucracy just fails to deal with the fish creatures for two hours. Yeah, that's basically what's going on with the Olympics because nobody wants to stick their neck out and be like, to really pull the plug. And, and inertia is pushing towards it happening and there isn't enough political will to stop it. Because one of the reasons they wanted the Olympics in the first place was because for much of the 20th century, Japan was like the, the political and cultural seat of power in Asia, even after World War II. They kind of got it by force before that. But after that, it was um, uh, more from being in an economic better shape after the war. The economic miracle, I think, is the yeah. TM, TM, TM term for that. Yeah. And then... China played the long game and caught up. South Korea has has been in a more uh, prominent role than it ever has been, I think, on a world stage. And Japan's kind of faded by contrast, and they don't want to lose all the ground, basically. Which is one of the reasons why they want the Olympics and one of the reasons why they're not going to cancel. Um... So while canceling it may be the most sensible and humane option, it was never a serious contender as an option. Um, There have been protests in Tokyo by medical professionals and others who would prefer the sensible and humane option and not to be overwhelmed with a tidal wave of COVID patients, but they never get it. They get about as much attention as those things ever do. I feel like they get as much attention as... And then you should have inserted some very obscure Olympic sport. What? Race walking. Race walking, speed walking. Thank you, the I will remember you. (laughs) That'll be in a future episode. We'll talk about speed walking in memoriam later. Um, So yeah, what's the COVID vaccine situation in Tokyo right now? The vaccine program is lagging behind. Um, they have the facilities in place for massive vaccine drives and people who want them. The problem is the supply. Uh, Japan, before now, had been doing relatively well. I think being an island nation, they were able to cut, close off their borders pretty effectively. And they have a really robust public health system. Um, so they weren't as anxious to snap up supplies of vaccines as other countries have been and they lost out. Um, which is now a really big problem. Um, so yeah, there's not, like I said, there's not going to be any spectators at all. Originally they were planning for limited numbers of local spectators, not happening. So I don't know whether they're going to do the dead silent stadium option that you usually get at a track meet or (laughs) if they're going to pipe in crowd noise. So I would like to make a suggestion. And it's what they did for San Remo, which is Italy's national final for Eurovision, where they filled the entire uh, audience with balloons with little faces that they drew on them. That's not And bad. then they panned to them. Yeah. And it was absurd. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. not even, like, balloon animals or, like, balloons shaped like anything. Balloons with googly eyes. They No, they should do the the, do's they, the, the, the dancing inflate. Yes. Wacky yeah. really be inflatable yes. inflating tube men. Yeah, like that. Do the they have those in Japan? Ship. We got to get we gotta get them over there. They have to have them in Japan. We can ship them with the vaccine. It's a great, it's a two for one deal. Bill, you know, they should allow spectators, but it's all those people who do like the town mascots and stuff. They have mascots for everything. Perfect. There. Oh. Mm. What? 
I keep thinking about that mascot guy who, who spread COVID to that ER ward or whatever. <laughs> the little fan in his costume. Mascots. Bad idea. Uh, well, they can have a mask underneath. Mm. Oh, that's right. Because it was... No, that was an That was like one of the inflatable ones. Inflatable I'm just saying, costumes. you yeah. gotta have rules. Yeah, because the inflatable costumes have a fan in it, and the person inside the fan, the costume had COVID, and so it was aerialized even more. But a lot of those costumes are not the inflatable ones that don't have fans. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I've gone to a very dark place. <laughs> oh no, this is the podcast episode for that. We're talking this about is, okay. 2020 oh, Olympics. I'm, I'm not. I'm, oh wait, hold on. I'm not alone down here. Wow. Yeah the new the new um the new slogan for these games is Tokyo 2020. This is the bad place. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, number of. They could one. also opt for the AEW wrestling approach, where you force the other athletes to just. Fill the first couple of rows of stands to, for camera shots. Well, I mean, they're not allowed to bang, so that might be a better use of their time. <sighs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll actually get into that right now. Um, it's going to be weird whether it's dead silent or they have fake crowds. No matter what, it's going to be weird. Athletes are being tested aggressively whether they're vaccinated or not. A number have been turned away at the border already. Some have tested positive since arriving at the Olympic Village because at this point, as we all know, the incubation period for this virus is very long and sometimes it doesn't show up on tests for days. And now that there's been at least two confirmed cases that I know of, which means there's more. We all know how this works by now. It's like a zombie plague with a bunch of people trying to pretend like they haven't gotten bit. So best practices would be to have every athlete bunking in single rooms, but they are assigning two to a room, which may be part of the attempt to discourage sex at the village. We've talked about sex at the village in previous episodes, correct? Have we? They have haven't, we? we haven't had co-ed games that long. We haven't done the airdropping condoms. That was in, I think, Seoul. Yeah, this is going to get a little saucy. I'm seeing a, a look bit, that tells me you didn't know about this. I don't need a future episode. That's called when we get to teaser. Soul. Yeah. Um, it's been well documented for some time that Olympic athletes will have a lot of sex at the games. This is for a lot of factors. Um, they're young people in the peak of their physical condition who have been living a largely monastic lifestyle for years, if not decades. And uh, a lot of times they have a lot of downtime. If you don't make it past the first round and you're there for two weeks, well, what are you going to do? How many qualifying rounds of the 100 meter sprint can you watch before you look for something else to do? Um, <laughs> so You could probably pick up race walking in time to get into the finals of that, though. How hard could it be? It, the main skill is cheating. That's what's being <laughs> tested. Um... So at the 2016 games in Rio de Janeiro, they handed out just under half a million condoms. Like, the condoms have been encouraged at the game since the 80s to the, like we mentioned, the, the HIV AIDS. That was why they started handing out condoms. They knew, like, people were fooling around before that, but the safer sex practices started getting encouraged then. Um, Pyeongchang, it wasn't as many, but there's also a lot fewer athletes at the Winter Games, so that's where the disparity comes from. Um... This year, you got a BYOC. They are not handing out any prophylactics. This is going to backfire. It's definitely going to backfire. The same way abstinence only backfires. It doesn't actually stop human nature. So. Um, and then we can talk about the cardboard beds, because I'm not sold on the fact that it wasn't an attempt to discourage sexual activity. Or at least that was part of the rationale. They must have a better name than cardboard beds. They are upcycled beds, <laughs> let's say. The story originally, at least what, the way it got re produced here, or introduced here, because, the, like Sarah, you were saying earlier, off mic, um, that the story about not handing out condoms and the cardboard beds came out like on the same day in the States, or similar, really close together. That was a nod. <laughs> I'm waiting for it, too. Okay. Um, and they have a weight rating of 440 pounds. And the story was that if they're moved too much, they'll fall apart. Um, 
so everybody's making fun of the idea that this is going to be the thing that stops athletes from uh, engaging in activities because, I mean, they're at the peak of physical condition. They'll find a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> and like, um, also, 440 pounds, there's... If you look at a mar- you could add like five marathon runners to that bed, they'd be fine. Like <laughs> I, I had heard that the idea that the beds were intentionally anti-sex had already been pretty widely discredited, but once you're on Twitter, there's no escaping oh, don't, the smarky misinformation. Don't get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the cl- that's the other official stance of this podcast. Do not log on. Extremely fair. So I think the official story for why these beds are cardboard was that it's to be more um, environmentally friendly. And also, I read some, I mean, this was just a comment, I didn't follow the rabbit hole too far, that the cardboard industry is pretty influential in Japan, so that was just garden variety corruption was the implication there. I love that. (laughs) That makes me really happy. I can't imagine these things are comfortable. No, but, like, neither is, you know... Neither is a box spring. It's yeah, fine. like, a dorm bed. Not fun. Nobody enjoys it. Yeah. Just put any reasonable mattress on it, and it's going to be a perfectly... Adequate. Yeah. Adequate. Yeah. It's just... Is it's it perfect. flat? Great. They could throw a mattress on the floor, okay? Yeah. These kids are getting a bed. Yeah, that's true. They're getting a frame. The, the it's cardboard. cardboard. The cardboard beds appear upcycled, but they also appear extremely functional. I remember the Olympics in Moscow... <laughs> and a lot of those facilities did not appear extremely functional, so I don't really see a story here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could be worse. You could have wild dogs <laughs> running through your room. That's going to be a fun when we get there in ten years. Uh, so, yeah, at least they're beds. Um, switching gears to some of the more unpleasant controversies that have already happened... Uh, the rules designed to keep Castor Semenya out of competition have effectively banned other cis women from competing, and surprise, they're all black women from Africa. Who could have foreseen this? this is um, shocking information. The spot where the Venn diagram of transmisogyny and misogynoir overlaps is apparently in the women's running events, but only in the distances between 400 and 1600 meters because those are the events Castor Semenya ran in. Uh, so, uh, why this goes back to Castor Semenya, and the other two medalists whose names I had written down but I don't have in my notes now, but all three women who won medals in Rio in the 400 and the 1500 meter races were black women from Africa, and when they were tested and retested, they didn't have any kind of like doping controversy, they weren't using performance enhancing drugs, but they all had elevated amount and so after years of lobbying by white europeans the ioc has put in regulations about how much testosterone is acceptable to naturally occur in cis women competing in the events between the running in the 400 and 1500 meters that's the only events they test these people in Oh, don't worry. They'll expand it oh, whenever yeah, there's a skilled black person in another distance run. Yeah, right? Who who has this particular quirk of biology. Meanwhile, you know, there were glowing articles about all the quirks of uh, Michael Phelps and why that made him a superior swimmer. Like how he produces something like half the amount of lactic acid of your average person. So, which is what makes your muscles sore when you work out. So he can work out a lot l- longer than your average person without hurting which is why he's able to be such a superior athlete. That's fine. He doesn't have to take medication to change that, which is what they wanted these women to do, is to take hormonal birth control to control the amount of testosterone in their bodies, which makes them sick and weak, can cause strokes and emotional issues, and everything else that goes along with that. And uh, a lot of them refuse to do it because they don't want to be make themselves ill to lose to white European women. <laughs> So, after qualifying for the Olympics, Christine Mboma and Beatrice Masiling, I hope I said those right, of Namibia, were banned from the Tokyo Games because of this rule. It's almost an intentional, like, it's like they're trying to channel their worst historical circumstances. Like, they're doubling down on the 
bad parts of really early Olympic organization. It's really a step backwards, it feels yeah. like, in a lot of ways. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why this is happening now. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I don't, I'm sure if I traced it, there's the whole thing about England becoming Turf Island lately. Lately? (laughs) Well, no, it's been a, 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 there was like a a cultural shift towards this where it had been kind of simmering like it does everywhere and then it just jacked up. Um, And so I think it's like something similar, but I don't know what the inciting incident, why they're like so aggressive about it right now. Um... But yeah, it's it's obnoxious, and it's, I mean, that's just like a very mild way to say it. But that's all I have about that. Um, moving on. At, and- least, at least when it was just a black woman was really skilled doing a backflip in ice skating, they just banned the thing that they couldn't <laughs> do to keep up with the talent, and it wasn't like they went in and tried to figure out some weird... Well, they can't, pseudoscience about it. They can't ban like running in the. I'm sure they meter thought sprint. about how to. You do can't. It. You're not allowed to be this fast. Yeah. it's actually yeah. not allowed. That's, yeah. that's we're gonna fake. take. We're gonna take our fastest white person and make that a benchmark. And if you're faster than that, we're it's gonna cheating. Just... They're the pace car. You can't pace. <laughs> you can't pass them. <laughs> so uh, speaking of stupid bans on black women, there was one. Uh, Shakari Richardson was. Uh, suspended for 30 days, which effectively bans her from the Olympics this year. Um, uh, she qualified for the 100-meter sprint, but was disqualified after testing positive for THC, which is what is found in marijuana. A notoriously performance-enhancing drug for speed and endurance. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, that's the way, yeah, that's the way. <laughs> WADA doesn't even list it on as a performance-enhancing drug. It's like an unallowed drug along with, like, heroin, which is honestly, if you can win a 100-meter sprint on heroin, you deserve all the medals. Like, <laughs> it's like, important to note that it was also legal where she was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was in Oregon, where it's legal. And the reason why she was uh, using marijuana was because at a press event, and uh, she was doing like a post-race uh, interview on the track. It was just like, and one of the reporters informed her that her bio- biological mother had died. And she didn't know that before that. I don't know what the relationship is. That's how she describes this woman was her Sorry, biological mother. Sorry, that was an interview question that yeah. they posed? Nobody had told her before that. She didn't know. So there's emotional fallout from that, and to help cope, she used marijuana in a state where it is legal. Whomst among us? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the worst thing she did after like finding out like that. I kind of think she should have just maybe decked that reporter in the face. Right. Um, she should get one free shot. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'll do it for her. The that's mass effect rule. Or one free joint, like it's <laughs> or edible. I don't, I would be surprised if she smoked. I mean, she's. She probably it was probably an edible. That's what I would guess. Anyway, in Oregon, yeah, we're also it's also legal where we are. That's why we know these things. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast baby, yeah, but not the IOC. We are unaffiliated. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's why we think weed is cool, um, or at least fine. Yeah, and I will say she's responded to all of this with a remarkable grace. She hasn't appealed. She hasn't protested. She just stated the facts. Um, she accepted the suspension. She shouldn't have to. Um, and she's pretty, you know, her behavior's been admirable, I think, across the board, how she's handled everything. And she's only 19, so I hope to see her again. Um, I mean, a lot can happen in three years, not four. <laughs> oh, are we not pushing it back? We're just, uh, no, plus we're, one to we're not doing 2021. We're just not doing it. <laughs> we're keeping, so. We're doing 2022. Okay. Uh-huh. 2020 also got it. <laughs> and 2022. Mm-hmm. In what? Don't worry, we'll do a whole who's on first routine. It'll be really <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, should she ever been disqualified for consuming a non-performance enhancing drug in a state where it is legal? I think logically no, but that's just me. And after the race, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think she... Again, if she won the race high, I don't think that detracts from the victory. I think she should qualify twice. <laughs> Yes, uh, I agree. I, I think I think the timeline was she used it before, but THC no. stays in your system a very long yeah. time. It's like 
Um, it's fat soluble. It could be so, like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It takes a long time before it's undetectable. So like, I mean, that interview was a while ago. I think it was at the championships or something. So like, um, yeah. So she didn't even yeah. use it recently. It just showed it's just up in sad. her test. Yeah. It's sad and stupid. Um, so rounding out the controversial bands, uh, with a, another black American woman, which is a more complicated story. Uh, Brianna McNeil was a returning Olympian. I think she's another track and field athlete. I want to say she did hurdles, but I, I didn't look up the events that much. Um, she missed a drug test and has been banned for five years, which is effectively ending her Olympic career because this is her second games, I believe. And uh, so that would be her. It would be that in the next one. And after that, I mean, usually you're not going to be running. Five years is two sets of games, even with a weird off by one error of this year. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the intention is to effectively end your career if they ban you for five years, your Olympic career anyway. Um, she has since come forward to say that the reason she missed the drug test, because there's one of these random tests where the drug testers show up at your door and you're supposed to be available and submit to the drug test when they arrive at random. Um, but she said she didn't answer the door because she was in bed recovering from an abortion and she didn't hear them at the door. Uh, which is a rough story. And I, I you know, I, for I'm not casting doubt on her story about this, but the reason why it's fishy is this is not the first time she's been suspended for missing drug tests. She missed three. Four years ago, she missed three drug tests and ended up being suspended for a year because of it. And she said for two of the tests, she hadn't updated her address in the tracking app that they use. And on the third one, she misreported what times she would be available so she was actually unavailable when they came to her door it's enough that it's not this is not her first strike this is her fourth and it's been fishy enough that i mean that's the thing like you you don't have to test positive you just have to be fishy enough dodging the testing agents before they're like it's you've had too many times so at this point, I'm almost happy for a controversial story that's not, like, fully systemic or completely bigoted or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, it's just, it's very fishy. Yeah, her behavior is very fishy. I don't know. She could, it could just be she's, like, really bad at updating her information. But you would think after the second time, you'd be a little more careful. And after your first suspension, you'd get a louder doorbell or something. Doing drug tests is kind of a core part of your job if you're a professional athlete. Yeah. And being available for the random test is really important because they, because of the, the sophistication of the people who have figured out like how, exactly how many hours you can last after getting dosed before. And this is the part of the podcast where we plug the documentary Icarus. Oh my God. It's brilliant. I say, I say why? No, no more drug tests. Let's just everybody load up with whatever you want, whatever you've got. And let's just go. Let's Our, just see what the human body is capable no, of. No, if you want that, you watch professional wrestling, say, oh, the right. king of sports. That's fine. Yeah, we can make the Olympics that. Is, oh. Are you against this? Nope. This is a great plan. I know. I'm like, why is this, why is this, why is this against the rules? Why Ladies have we decided, and gentlemen, Vince McMahon! Why, why have we decided that these are the rules? It's stupid, it's childish, and it makes people's lives difficult. <laughs> I, I say all drugs allowed, fine. Do whatever you want. Good luck. Good luck out there. That is... Again, it's fine. Our, We're not affiliated with the IOC, but I don't know that I'm going to... You know what? I'm just a recurring guest. You guys make up whatever <laughs> podcast policies this you is want. A per, this is just a personal opinion at this time. You're not against it. I can see your face. You're interested. He wants the Undertaker doing backflips on he's the He's thinking, what if somebody in the 100 meter dash had a ladder? <laughs> or a chair? If you took a chair shot, you're not going to get over the next hurdle. The hurdles are the hurdles, now... The hurdles are being used in hurdles, other ways. The hurdles are now just folding chairs. Javelin just got a lot more exciting. I like how we went immediately to, we're all, now it's versus. Yeah. Everybody's going to start attacking each other. Well, they're all roided out. Like they <laughs> no, honestly, if you want to know why uh, just free range 
steroid use whenever, wherever, as much as you possibly want. Just listen to a couple episodes of Crime and Sports, particularly the ones about pro wrestlers. The, the, uh, the fallout of that is enormous. Just a just new size craters. There has to be some middle ground between that and and showing up at your house every couple days to be like, "Hey, you busy? Peanut, peanut cup. Can I have have some more of that pee? (laughs) You got any of that pee?" (laughs) So okay, and we were mentioning Surya Bonely lately, and the one who's getting the Surya Bonely treatment right now is Simone Biles. Um. She's too good and makes everybody look bad because of it, and so they have to penalize her. And again, in case you don't know, Simone Biles is black. She's another black woman who's getting penalized for her achievements. Um, basically, so the, the, the Olympics have changed scoring on these subjective artistic style sports where it de- your max score depends on how difficult your inten- intended routine is. So the, if you attempt a more difficult uh, performance and maybe you don't land all the jumps and maybe you bobble some of the spins or whatever, you can still get a higher score versus somebody who tried a much simpler routine who nailed everything. The idea is to encourage the achievement, the innovation, the excitement, instead of like everybody playing it safe and not really pushing themselves. Because that's how we get back to figure skating, where it's just a shape. <laughs> right. Literally make a triangle. Which, that is harder than you think. It's just really boring to watch. Uh, like, so, um, so why Simone Biles is getting penalized? Because she is an unbelievable generational talent in uh, gymnastics. She's already performing uh, moves that before uh, were believed that only men have the physical capabilities to do them. She already has a move named after her. Like, and she's conservatively like halfway through her career. She has at least one you would expect. She started really young. So it was not outside the realm possibility that she could come back for one or even two more Olympics before she retires uh, from competition. Um, so, um, I can't describe any of the things she does because it, it... We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, we will not. I never <laughs> put links in the show notes. But the, I saw I've been that, saying we're putting links in the show notes. I for... never do. It's a running gag. But uh, it's kind of like when... I, I, or somebody on Twitter, I think, was describing it as like, do you think that people just put a that her coaches at this point just put a Barbie in a slingshot, set it off, and look at her and like, can you do that? And then she does it. Is basically what's happening when she vaults. But um, the the judging, uh, the official explanation is that her technique is so far advanced beyond her competitors that the other athletes will hurt themselves trying to keep up with her. Which is already happening in men's figure skating. You see all these guys trying quadruple lutzes or axles and whatnot and falling. There's more concussions in men's figure skating than they've ever had since they changed the scoring system. Do they ban backflips in men's figure skating as well? I think so. Mm. It's really dangerous. It is super dangerous. You should not be doing it. There were a couple guys who could do it, and they did. I think they all did it in um, exhibition. They never did, in, like, because it got banned. But it's dangerous to do a backflip standing on solid ground. Yeah, your spine is involved. Ice is the solid. Do you want to see a man die live on television on not, ice skates? No, on ice. That's what hockey's for. They should have banned it for everybody except Surya Bonely because she could land it. Every time. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, if you watch the men's figure skating now, you see a lot more falls and you see really hard falls because they're trying these insane jumps to get those difficulty points. And even if they fall, if they don't land it, as long as they do the rest of the routine okay, they, the attempt is scored so much higher than landing like a double watts or a single. So This is where I go on my little rant about why can't I just bake cake and we could all be happy like we were in middle school but like why why do we have to why did there have to be points can't everybody just go out and have a nice time like why does it have to be verses 
Because it's the games. Yeah, but, like, why can't we just, like, how... I don't care who wins. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just, like, watching them do cool little flips and stuff. I'm just saying. You know there's an entire industry around scoring and judging cakes now, right? Yes, and I think that's also stupid because I would like to just eat all the cakes and I don't care which cake is the best cake. They're all They're all cake. They're all, they're all doing gymnastics. I'm very proud of them all. They're all amazing. I'm sitting on my couch eating three entire bags of chips, watching them twirl their little bodies all around space and time. And I'm like, good for you. Incredible. Incredible work. True. But Simone is the best. She is the best. And she will get all the points. But, she will, like, but she won't get all the points she is due. Because they are not, they are not allowing her scores to match... What she's actually doing. They are artificially lowering the difficulty scores of what she's doing in order to keep her level with the other competitors who cannot do what she does. I just, I do agree that it's kind of a safety thing. I'm sorry. Hot take. Did you look in? I don't want to see a man die live on television ice skating. Maybe in the javelin. I'm saying if you're doing gymnastic flips and you have ice skates on that could rule actually but i was going to ask um you were getting into the specifics of how they're changing these rules do you have like how are they writing around her and not just like putting her name in the in the rule book as things that she's doing so i don't i don't have a specific example of like the numbers but say the vault she's attempting should be a 15 and the vaults that everybody else is attempting are 12s they're going to give her vault a score of 12 instead of allowing her to earn that full 15. so is it like a straight like university exam scoring curve where the top one just gets taken out yeah they're they're curving her they're pushing her down into the curve basically regardless of what she's actually doing so if there are two people doing 15s does one of them get to keep the score? Nobody else is doing what she's trying to do. So I don't know. If, if there were more athletes being able to do what she did, maybe. But they are. I don't know if they would artificially lower their scores too. I. It's going to be a mess because as, as more athletes train up to the point where they can do what she does or at least approximate it um, and not break their backs because they'll be competing um doing these things um if they if they keep the precedent then that's gonna ruin the whole point of the new scoring system i'm very excited for the double think of eliminating statistical outliers from the curve of what's being attempted and also celebrating uh, athletic um like the only extensive, way to uh, truly uh, celebrate athletic excellence is to let everybody go out there and have a nice time, and then we all have cake at the end. That is, and it's fine. When my kid did their ballet showcase, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it was pretty. Great. I just, I don't they understand that. Those are great <laughs> vibes. I love those vibes. I don't understand the scoring system. I won't respond to it. I, 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 I won't understand it when I watch it, and I will just be like, "Well, that was a cool kickflip. Sick. <laughs> that's the highest accolade that you can get." From me. <laughs> and that, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I don't know. I get I get annoyed about the scores. I think we should all just be having a nice time. They should stop torturing these poor young kids to do gymnastics. The whole gymnastics industry just makes me sad. Yeah. There's some there's some real messed up stuff there. And it's just like, ugh. I opened up Google because I want to look up a name of somebody. And the first uh, result of my news feed was, just cancel the damn Olympics already. <laughs> Can't we all just have a nice We're time? We're topical. Yes. Okay, so I what think... What if they get, like, two days in? <laughs> like, actually, you guys. We thought about it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, um, ending on a more lighthearted note, I, I mentioned this earlier off mic, but I didn't I didn't go into detail. Are we skipping the... I don't know. Maybe this isn't, isn't real. Are we skipping the dumbest band? Maybe this isn't real. Oh, no. I'll be so okay, happy if I learned this is no. misinformation. I heard that they were banning swim caps above a certain size. Yes. Specifically they, yeah, penalizing right. people with poofy hair, cough afros, cough yes. black women's hair. Yes. Like, yeah, no. Is that dumb. also true? Because that seems like yes. the kind yes. of thing we should be making fun of. They said it's it's an unfair advantage. It it's not. Out. Unfair advantage it's people le- with hair? <laughs> it's less aerodynamic. It's not. Or water dynamic. I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't. It, <laughs> yeah. it, 
Fluid I don't dynamic? Know. Fluid dynamic. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like hydro, that. Hydrodynamic. Hydro. Oh, that sounds like technical. I don't actually I went know. To college. But yeah. But <laughs> we all went to college. I have a degree in literature. I've forgotten I don't know. more than I ever learned. <laughs> I don't know words. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that band on um, swim caps specifically designed for black women whales uh, is in effect. Yeah. They just put a big sign up at the front of the Olympics saying, hey, black women, leave. We'd prefer yeah. if you just didn't show Can up. Can you just not? Can you just not? Stop asking for things. Yeah, it's it's really... Oh. But, okay, yeah, but I wanted to end on a lighthearted note. Oh, okay. okay. I just wanted to confirm if it was real and no, was make real. fun of it if it is because yeah. I hate it. It's the worst one of... It is very ah! stupid. I think it's of, up there. But I think of all of these, it's the, it's the, it's the most... Yeah, petty's a good I, I, word. I think the worst one is the two women who got banned from the, the, the race for ranking them. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Their, for their, their... Come on, Frank. Pay yeah, attention to the podcast. That's, that's <laughs> the most legitimately dangerous one. Yeah, that's the worst one. Yeah. This one's just funny and stupid. <laughs> and petty. It's yeah. petty. It's the most blatant one. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, they're all blatant. It just sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's just dumb. I should be making the rules for the, the Olympics. As we've heard, I have many good ideas. Yes. I have many ideas. We won't call them good. <laughs> they can't be worse. They could. <laughs> <laughs> they just won't be weirdly racist. Yes. That's my pro- That's my guarantee. And you know what? That might be better. That might be a better world. I'll it will it. be weird. Actually. But it won't be weirdly racist. But it won't be weirdly racist. I have two stories about weightlifters. Okay, so we're going into the uplifting notes. Yes. Uh, Literally, we're going to be weightlifting uh, your spirits. (laughs) So I'm not even sorry. I'm not. I will not apologize. The first uh, openly transgender athlete will be at the Olympic Games. A New Zealander uh, woman competing in. I think I saw her weightlifting. Yeah, Laurel Hubbard. So. Hell yeah. Oh, good for her. Yeah, excellent. Excellent news that at least, you know... We love we love a woman who can lift some heavy stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's what one of my favorite things, honestly. It's, it's what we all want to see. Yes. <laughs> just, just, just lift things heavier than me. Let me think things. Just um, carry me around yeah. like a small child. <laughs> Hold me in your strong arms. <laughs> <laughs> Push me around in a wheelbarrow. Whatever. That's fine. That sounds fun. That's, like, that's a date. Yeah, so uh, hopefully she does well. We'll update if she does, or whatever. We'll update on her, how she does. And Best of luck, New Zealand, yeah. at the Olympics. Yes. How many people do they have, even? I don't know. The Kiwis. <laughs> God bless them. Well, God They're bless out there the Kiwis. doing their best. But they're, they're transgender weightlifters, and they're uh, mockumentaries about vampires. I mean, it's all excellent. And I assume There's elves? A, <laughs> oh, There's yeah. a joke Comics. in here about deadlifting sheep as training. <laughs> <laughs> So the other weightlifter story is a throwback. Um, now, you will, if you'll remember, I believe it was Stockholm. They lost a Japanese uh, marathon runner who Yeah, he out. just wandered off the track and went home eventually. He passed out in the heat, I think it was, and he was so embarrassed oh. he just went home and didn't tell anybody. And they thought they lost him in the forest. And they That's didn't find move. him for something like 60 years, and then he finished the race. Okay, they we talked him, about they let this. Let him fly remember, back and vaguely. finish the race. Yeah, and he's like, I, I got married, I had kids, I had grandkids. This is the longest marathon on record. <laughs> but yeah. the whole life. So, uh, you know, a throwback story. The missing Ugandan weightlifter. Um, some of you may have heard that. Uh, let me find his name. I'm probably going to mispronounce it. Julius Sek. Sakitaleko, Sakitaleko, Sakitaleko. Um, he was. He didn't pass pass the qualifying rounds. He was there for the qualifying rounds before the opening ceremonies, and he didn't qualify. And after he disappeared, and they didn't know where he went. And uh, you know, weightlifters are hard to to lose. And you would imagine an African weightlifter in Japan would be fairly easy to spot. Uh, <laughs> They're going to be several inches taller than anyone else in any given room. Yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You'd stand out in a crowd mm-hmm. in, in Tokyo. 
And uh, they couldn't find him, and they didn't know what happened to him. Uh, turns out, he was you know, embarrassed after his poor performance and went home, and uh, they found him. He was, <laughs> they didn't take him 60 years or so to find him. Um, he you got t- internet. I he like turned that it's, up back in Uganda, and he's fine. I like <laughs> that it's full circle. It's a Japanese athlete going missing, and now it's nothing going missing in Japan. <laughs> they should bring him back and let him finish his deadlift set. <laughs> yeah. I like this. I like where you're going. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you, the Uganda is very proud of him. Even if he feels that he let them down, they don't They don't agree. They were very proud of Aww. his performance. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, yes. you went to the Olympic, like, in-person qualifiers. Like, you are a world-class athlete at Yeah, exactly. Point, so. Yeah, definitely. So that that was the last story I had. I was I was very happy. They, I was worried about Julius. I was like, where could he have gone? When you... <laughs> weightlifters are large people. Yes. When you previewed these I, notes with missing weightlifter, I was very worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a missing, a missing black weightlifter in, in Tokyo is He's, not something you expect. It's not the best case scenario, which to me was the sort of, like... Ronin Misadventure <laughs> series where he goes around as like an outcast for a few um, small episodic. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds charming. But at the end of that series, he's also going to come back and finish the deadlift mm-hmm. set. Yeah, he just like goes out into the countryside and lifts sheep for them. Yeah, and, and it all comes back to the sheep with lifting things, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> heavy rocks, children, <laughs> whatever you need. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we have in our previews. The opening ceremonies on Friday. We'll see how it goes. It's gonna be one for the books. I'm stoked <laughs> to see some badminton. Love me some Olympic badminton. Opening ceremonies. I assume also no spectators. No spectators for any of it. How <laughs> it's many? Be so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be very. Are they letting those people? Are they letting the athletes march in in a big group? I believe so. There's a, I think they're supposed to be all vaccinated and tested and whatnot. I don't know if they are. We already established so, in this podcast that they are not. Again, fun. Well, no, they're testing positive. They could be They could be vaccinated <laughs> testing positive. Fun, fun story. Everybody, There's enough of them that, that break through. Yeah, 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 yeah. The artists at Eurovision, va- vaccinated, tested. Uh, they actually had like a, whatever the uh, equivalent is of the FDA for uh, Europe was like, okay, we're going to let you have this and have spectators as a test event. So they actually, like, literally did science about, like, how many people caught uh, the virus. But also, one of the acts literally tested positive immediately and never got to perform. Yeah. So. The, some athletes have already tested. We're, we're, we're just, we're really gunning for it here. Okay, it's great. Okay, Not also such a smaller scale. <laughs> predictions. Who do we think is going to win the medal race? What? Metal race. Metal race. Oh, oh, oh you're, you think they're going to finish. The thing they're competing for. Yeah. You think, you think they're going to have the whole they Olympics. Have, they don't have to finish the whole Olympics. Just whenever the Olympics stop, who's going to have the most medals? Is Russia point? still not allowed to be Russia? I don't think they are. Okay, not know. Russia then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this, voting for not Russia. Russia's... This COVID vaccine is just steroids. <laughs> 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 yeah. They're not the shoes. Pfizer? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I, I, have, Sputniks, I have a I have a wild card on Rudy. I, I think I think might might pull it out, pull it off, and out. They're that type. Eurovision, World Cup, Olympics. No. I think it's Italy's year, no. baby. You think? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Absolutely no. I don't know if they're gonna Mama win me the a pizza count. pie. Literally, stranger think, things have happened. I think recently. What we, <laughs> what we might aim for is Italy. Scooping the medals from the UK at every opportunity—that <laughs> would yeah. be really funny. That would be—it would be funny. We just lost every UK listener. Nothing's, yeah. nothing's going to be funnier than watching the UK get literally zero points at Eurovision. It was they the s- Brexit year. They like s- they no, 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 no. They've been saying that for like five years now. Um, though that nobody they. They were, there was talk that it was statistically impossible to score zero points after they changed the way that voting works. And they did it. The absolute mad lads did it. I'm so proud. Do you think they're going to get zero medals at the Olympics? Yes. That's my other prediction. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about the basketball. Because America is not the slam, uh, slam dunk. No. Favorite. They're not couple reasons for this. Is it Space Jam 2? Is that who's, the reason? Who's taller than us? Australia and Nigeria. Mm. Okay. They've already beaten us in like... Yeah. 
the pre-rounds or whatever they're doing. Are, do we still that. send pro players? We do. We can. We don't always. Be- okay, so this is the issue that's going on. Because, like, Dream Team, ever since they had, like, pro ball players in the Olympics... I mean, even before that, America's always, like, pretty... We have a lot of basketball We have a lot of basketball talent. Um, The college program that we have is is pretty um, unparalleled. So before pro players were allowed, we were always, like, up there. But once pro players were allowed in the 90s, it was a total game changer. Like, America totally dominating. But since then... It hasn't been as much of a thing. A lot of those guys who were the pro players who were really gunning to be at the Olympics remembered when the American team got screwed out of the medal in Moscow. That was that's one we'll get to in five or ten years. But like it was it was a mess of a game. They just kept adding overtime and overtime and overtime until until the the, the, the Russian team could win. This was during the Cold War. It was a mess. Uh, but. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot of like, no, this is we're gonna get it. It, it belongs to us, kind of thing. But since then, um, the the culture of memory, we've got our revenge. That uh, uh, the 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 allure of the gold medal in basketball has kind of like not been the same for a pro ball player. It the games happen. I think it was interfering with the playoffs or something. I don't think it is right now. Is it still interfering with? Are the playoffs still going? The playoffs just ended. Here's the trick: none of us watch sports. I was watching pro <laughs> ball last year because I wanted to watch March Madness, and they canceled it. But they still had the championship. If you have a soccer question, I can get Hannah. If you got professional wrestling, I can maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah professional wrestling is really irrelevant. King of sports. Uh, so it's not actually a sport; it's entertainment, which is why they're allowed. Sports to use. entertainment. That's why they don't get drug tested. It's because it's classified as entertainment. How's the Olympics not entertaining? Why are, are you, you why not are you, entertained? Why are you arguing that the Olympics is not entertaining? That's I'm a really contrarian the pro wrestling is classified differently. Vince McMahon did it on purpose so he could roid at will and not get and his athletes and won't get tested. That was the point. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, the pro players aren't um, really gunning for the Olympics as much anymore. It does it does either the qualifying runs into the playoffs or the the playoffs are still going on. It's it so like that's more of an thing they're interested in is getting the championship seems like a league decision not to have their people go to the olympics if you're going to schedule your playoffs against the qualifiers yeah and i mean you can still go if you really want to some of them have like a lot of the pro players seems like a league decision to set the incentive structure <laughs> up not to travel broadly during your playoffs. yeah and then there's team america and but what's happening is a lot of the player that we also have more international players yeah. in the NBA now. So, like, Luka Doncic isn't playing for America. He's playing for uh, the Czech Republic or wherever he's from. I, Slovakia? I'm not sure. Czechia? Exactly. I think it is now. I heard there was, like, a they, nationalistic they, thing. Yeah. Oh, no. They I go back go and do, forth. I have yeah. to go do more research. Yeah. yeah. Edit this out. It's yeah. been going back and forth. I don't know. I can't keep up. We'll fix the yeah. post. No, we, I will not. We're ignorant as to the uh, internal politics of Czech, the Czech Republic slash Czechia. Um, but yeah, Luka Doncic isn't playing for the U.S. The, there are like eight players on the Nigerian team who have played in the NBA or are current NBA players. And then I'm not sure what's going on with Australia. I don't think we have that many Australian players, but they're just really good. They're just big. They just have large boys there. Everyone in Australia is a large son. Yeah, but they weren't always good at basketball. Somehow they they got together to play basketball. They they all went to the Hemsworth uh, School (laughs) of Basketball. (laughs) What I'm hearing is basketball is going to be lit if the Olympics get that far, but we shouldn't root for the home country team. They're not... I mean, they're still really, really strong. I would expect them to medal. They may not get the gold. So that'll be an interesting one to watch if you want to see anybody else win. Also, the the rules are a little different. The key's shaped different, and the three-point line is somewhere else. Um, I, the Olympic rules for basketball are different from everybody else's rules, I think, to throw everybody off so nobody has an, an advantage to be... Confuse really... everyone equally. It's exactly. the only way to be fair. I think that is the point. I'm really so, mad because you made me like it would be really funny if Italy somehow won more medals than everyone else. I am going to be rooting. And they all had the same Luigi Mustang. <laughs> Even the women. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that was yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, in case uh, you are unfamiliar with other events, uh Italy won the World Cup this year and they also won Eurovision. Not so the World Cup. 
What? It was oh, the Euro. it was Euro, Euro Champions. World Cup's next year. It's all right. Uh, my, only ex- my only area of expertise is a weird niche European happenings. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Italy has been doing really well this year. So And horses. Oh, horses. <laughs> Do you know I know what they call the plane they bring the horses over for the Olympics? Air Horse One. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. I can't be and here And that's anymore. it for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me get our. I gotta open up my thing again, so I have the closing. It's been a while, guys. Uh, bear with me a second. There's my Google. I'm so thing. upset. Air Horse Why One. Why are you upset? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm the most upset I've ever been. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Find us on Twitter, Olympic Size Cast. I may actually check it now. No, and never <laughs> log on. We have an anti-Twitter policy no. and the Twitter account. Never. I don't see any discrepancies I'm not asking you to in log these on. Do not contact us. <laughs> uh, email us at olympicsizepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's size, no D. Uh, because all I get there are spam emails from Shutterstock. So drop me a line. And uh, if you have any feedback, <laughs> we will definitely take it into account. And we'll be back a lot sooner than like 18 months or Unless the Olympics are postponed 18 months, and then that will be when we come back. Yes. For our special episodes, I have the research done for the next episode. We, can, we need to record it. That's all. All right. See you guys soon. We'll be back in a week to report on what is happening and if they've been canceled. All right. Goodbye forever. <laughs>